Hoovians, hop in your TARDISes. You're listening to another episode of Doctor, huh? Hey, hey where does Goatee go? He, what is that? What? <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, my yeah. God. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Sure, 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 sure. Um, I'm your very, 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 very hungry host, Jordan. And I'm your infamous host, Sam. Uh, and this week, we are talking about the Series 4 Christmas special. We're here again. Merry Christmas. We're saying Merry Christmas again on this podcast. Finally. I've, I've, you know, it's been so long. Oh, we're watching End of Time Part 1, written by Rusty Davies, directed by Euros Lynn. I think it's my favorite great, my say. favorite Greyjoy. Um, nice. Uh, we're, it's back. Merry Christmas. Happy holidays. Merry um, Christmas, Jordan. Merry Christmas, Doctor. I'm much, sorry. Much like in real life, uh, October is no longer yeah. the securing wall against Christmas than it once was. We're gonna be, we're gonna be, uh, it's gonna be Christmas in September next year. I guess by the time this, this episode will go up in November. So all, all, all's good. All is good. It's, it's November. Happy, happy Christmas, Harry. Um, happy Christmas. Da, 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 happy, da. happy Christmas, Xbox. Says Jordan, you're in a hurry. Let's just get into it. Earth! Um, the Big Apple. I I knew you were going to say it. I knew you, I, someone had to say it. Eight We've got a billion. narrator. Eight. Oh yeah, it's the, it's the, it's the 13th Doctor. Timmy Daltz. Eight billion clever humans. Um, yeah, there's a narrator, I love this. it's Timothy Dalton. Uh, I love that it's Timothy Dalton because he's doing like a Christmas voice to me. But then it turns out, do you know what I mean? I don't, yeah, it, he is doing a little bit of a Christmas voice because he's like, people were celebrating a pagan right to banish the cold and the dark. But yeah, we will find out that this is, this is not just a narrator, this is a character. This is a character, this is a guy, um, but he's also doing a Christmas voice. Um, and we find out that everyone on Earth has been having bad dreams of a laughing man. Mm-hmm. Um, a laughing seen... man who a normal viewer will already know who he is. But we this is see... our first time seeing him on the podcast. He doesn't now, have a goatee, so I don't recognize him. Yeah, I mean, I have to assume that you remember this. <laughs> I would be shocked if you had forgotten the events of this episode. I remember... I remember... Here's what I remember in this episode. I remember how it ends. You remember Big Barry Bama. I remember Barack Obama. Um... Everyone's favorite president, and Vice President Joe Biden was not in this episode, but we have to assume he got affected as well. <laughs> um, and I, I remember some events- Anyone of- who doesn't know what happens this episode, please understand that the word affected, that is a word worth a million <laughs> words. It's a great word. Um, I remember how it ends, I remember that big moment, I remember hamburger. Um, <laughs> Kids these days don't remember hamburger. <laughs> And uh, that's pretty much that's pretty much it. Did I you mean, there remember was, like, that the doctor becomes Kingdom Hearts Chain of Memories Riku and starts smelling everyone and being like, "I smell evil. I the evil's over there." I didn't remember the part where they could follow the scent of the mother box. No, I didn't remember the doctor's. Uh, I was thinking this episode could just be titled Nose Emoji because this is a very sniffing heavy uh, episode. They didn't have um, emoji back then, so they had to give it a title with words and letters. Not until not until uh, Peter Capaldi invented them. <laughs> he would never allow it. 
<laughs> okay, so we see this old man, um, uh, this old, this old man, uh, he's having, he doesn't remember the bad dreams of the laughing man. I love this old man, this Jordan! This is a good, this is as, as far as old men go, this is one of the, this is an S tier. This is Wilfred Mott, played by the late, great Bernard Cribbins. I love uh, this, this is, guy. This is our, this is our guy. This is our man. We love Wilfred. This is a Wilfred fan cast now. This is an old man positive space. <laughs> this is an old man, and if you were worried that he's not packing heat, well, I have good news for you. <laughs> Wilfred does have a gun for about half of this episode, and if I've ever- Listen, I know, like, Chekhov's gun is, like, overplayed, but if I have not- <laughs> If this gun doesn't have, if this is mod, this is not the Mark III Chekhov revolver that Wilfred is carrying around with him. I wonder what it's gonna do. I I don't remember. I can't. I don't. I don't actually remember. My favorite moment. This is something I will never say in any other context about any other show. My favorite moment in this episode was when he had the gun. <laughs> I love when he had the gun. There's a part where he does something with the gun that I found absolutely delightful. And you'll oh, never hear wonderful. me say that in any other context. It was, I love when this old man had a gun with him. Um, <laughs> so Wilfred goes into a church and he's listening to this choir of, of little British lads singing. And then he looks at the stained glass window and I was like, it would be so dumb if there was a TARDIS on that stained glass window. You're right, and there was. And then then it zooms in and there's a TARDIS on that stained glass window. And a woman appears behind him and I didn't, you know, I I didn't want to like go wiki hunting to try to figure out if we know this lady. Have we seen her before? No, this is like Patch Lady, but from the Davies era, I guess. I don't know who this is supposed to be, but she's like- She appears behind him and tells him about the legend of the blue box- and in thir- in the year 1300, this church was a convent, and there was a demon there, and then a man appeared in a blue box, and he killed it and disappeared. I and like I when she calls him, like, I'm sure, I'm sure it happens. I like when she said that he was, like, an enlightened physician. He said <laughs> yeah. he's a doctor. Good stuff. Okay, which, which doctor is the enlightened physician? I'm thinking it's probably a previous episode from this run. I'm oh, you think so? I, I don't know. They love referencing classic serials. It's true. Then it's either I could David see, Tennant okay, or Hartnell could be an enlightened physician. No, no, Troughton no, couldn't. Wrong, wrong, wrong. You're missing a keyword here, which is what did this doctor do? He killed he killed the demon. a demon. It's Colin Baker. Colin Baker like ripped the demon's arms and legs off. <laughs> he, his bare hands. He Kratosed it. <laughs> anyway, Wilfred Wilfred turns around to look at this weird old woman, and she's gone. Um, and then uh, then guess what? Basic slave race no longer. Uh, the Ood are thriving. The doctors- you had mentioned, I think, that we would get to see the Ood being their own people, and I was delighted. I love the Ood so much. I love that they're not a basic slave race. Um, the Doctor gets off his TARDIS. He's, like, going to meet with Ood Sigma, who I'm assuming, I, I, I feel like I remember this character of, like, this Ood that the Doctor keeps meeting up with. And he, uh, this is, this is, like, post- yeah, he's, um, a, he's an Ood going his own way. This is like post Planet of the Dead, right? So after he left Lady Christina D'Souza, he went on a bunch of episodes that we don't get to see. Lots of prose, probably. Yeah, because th- this is, I think, two episodes after. I mean, two episodes and a full <laughs> year after <laughs> Planet of the Dead with Christina D'Souza. Uh, but yeah, he like tells this Ood who has apparently summoned him to this ice planet. And he like gets out of the TARDIS. He's got a lay. He's got sunglasses. He's chilling. And he's like, oh, sorry, I dilly-dallied. I, I fucked and sucked my way across the universe. 
he he's having like know. a late life crisis yeah we know that the tenth doctor loves to bone down with queens it's his because he's fetish. like he's like oh yeah I, I went off i saved a galaxy i married good queen bess and let me tell you her nickname is no longer true Okay, I have to ask how you felt about a joke because there's a part where the so Ood is like, "Come with me, we must speak." No, it he's sucks. Like, it sucks, Jordan. Wait, because he's like, "Okay, let me just lock my TARDIS," and then yeah, I was like, it, it sucked oh, wait. in last Christmas when they did the car locking beep beep, and it sucked like, here too. But wait, because there's a key difference. Because I was like, "He's gonna lock it like a car," and then he locks it like a car, and then he says, "See, I locked it like like a car." Do you get it? And I was like, "What?" Wait, I mean, I didn't think it's funny, but it was like... Well, it is funny because he explicitly says, I have this quote written down right here, quote, it's funny. Oh, okay, so it is funny. Look, Jordan, I know that you've got nostalgia for this shit, this this wretched shit. (laughs) I I literally just said it's not funny. (laughs) You can literally skip back 30 seconds and I said it wasn't. I have to... I have to tell you, it's not a good joke. It's I just not felt a good very, gag. I just felt very strange about the fact that I watched him do it, and I said, "That's not funny." And then he said, "See, I did it. It's funny." <laughs> he um, makes a compelling argument. The Ood have built a but really I'm cool have to city. Disagree with him on this, one. they're thriving. There's probably like a big statue dedicated to the 500 brave uh, knighted and honored Ood who were killed by their former masters. <laughs> um, and then well, they go. By the way, this one's called sigma and the others also were like greek letters is this like a survivor no i thought the ones on that ship had like numbers i'm pretty sure that they were all like ood alpha zero prime something and this one is sigma i mean this i don't is know an implication is that there's only like 20 something ood on this city yeah, you um, can put numbers after him true 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 this could be uh, ood sigma one billion uh they go to meet with, like, the cool-ass Ood elders. These are my favorite guys. I love them. I love they're to doing, meet like, the Ooders. They're so good. And they're, like, they're, like, reading the past or the something. And they mention the scared old man. They uh, Well, they say, yeah, that they're having bad dreams every night, right, too. Right, right. And then they, they all, like, join minds. And this is, uh, you know, this is clearly... Another uh, moment, like how the doctor, when he uh, she held hands with uh, Claire last episode, and she could enter her mind. This is clearly the doctor doing that as well. So, but she didn't um, hold hands; she held forward. Oh, she just did. Yeah. Well, it's just by touching. And then, uh, yeah. I mean, at least we know that the Ood are psychic. Mm-hmm. Uh, so the doctor sees in this vision. He sees Wilfred, and he's like, he knows Wilfred because. Well, Wilfred has a connection to Donna. Well, Wilfred, Wilfred's Donna's grand, it's, it's, grand. Yeah, it's her grandpa. Grand, g- grandpa. And, uh, oh, what is a, the king is in his counting house, Doctor? Yeah, is the king is hear... in his counting house. That was far too British for me to <laughs> make heads Did or we, tails uh, of it. This is like, we, we got, I think it was in, was it in, uh, Planet of the Dead with He Will Knock Four Times? What happened? We yes, saw it was the, it was the psychic woman on the bus. Right. That what is a way so to introduce weird. that big mystery. Oh my god. And did we ever- She was like, pork chops, pork chops in the oven, he will knock four times. Here's a question for you, because I remember this, but I can't remember if you, if this was something we got on the episode, or something I remember from my youth was, uh, yeah. do you remember the drums 
Was that a thing that we've seen on this show, the drums? No, I will say okay. I have come across the episode title, The Sound of Drums, but okay. I don't know anything about the episode. Right. Just making sure. But we um, have not encountered that. And then we, I, well, then it, we it comes get, up in this episode, but yeah. We get a little bit of info we should have had if we watched the show like a normal person instead of like smart people, <laughs> um, which is in the vision we see a woman in a jail cell crying. This is Lucy Saxon, and I guess there was an episode where the master – uh, who this episode is about, by the way. Hi. Oh. Um, came, he was like disguised. He, he became prime minister, I guess. And he was married to a woman named Lucy Saxon. And then he took over the world. And then I guess that she killed him. Uh, yeah, I think the forgot. doctor says like, I unwrote that history. So yeah. it never happened. Lucy was the only one who remembered and she killed him. And then he gave or the something. master, a, he gave the master a Jedi funeral. He like burned him on a pyre. Like I uh-huh. guess time Lords also do. Um, or maybe he was just making sure that he couldn't regenerate. Who I knows? wanted to say, uh, having been very frustrated with Flux over over the course of this podcast, mm-hmm. I wanted to say I really, really appreciated this episode for doing what used to be, and at the time was, in fact, standard procedure for a TV show, which was, hey, did you miss this episode? We'll make sure that you know enough about what's going on. <laughs> In case you're watching this I didn't out of see order, any of this, for a and I'm podcast. like, okay, great. The master was the prime minister. Good. First of all, good for him. him. Good for him. First of all, congrats. Now, I posted about this in Discord. Lauren actually had to remind me about this because I had completely forgotten. This is not our first encounter on the podcast with Harold Saxon. Yeah, I saw you post posting about this. We saw uh, who are you, are you going to vote for, Mister Saxon, in the election? Martha's yes, that mom. was Martha's mom on the phone in '42. There were the menacing suit people behind her. Uh, so, oh, there was one thing also you went over, which is when the Ood say something about the king in his counting house, which whatever that means, we see, uh, a man and his daughter, uh, looking very important and having their picture taken and the doctor doesn't recognize them. Yeah. And then, oh, and then when the doctor burns the master's body, we see a lady pick up a Super Bowl ring off the ground. (laughs) It's a really ugly Time Lord (laughs) ring. And I guess the Time Lords can live on in their rings? Unclear. But the Doctor... Yeah, uh, well, that's the thing, you know, this isn't exactly the first time we've really encountered this on the show Doctor Who, but there's some full-on magic being done in this episode. Yeah, they literally use potions. They use tinctures, and they do a ritual at an altar. Uh, When the Doctor realizes that the ring has been recovered... He says, ah, no, I know what Time Lords can do with their magic rings. I need to go <laughs> back to today times as fast as possible. And then the Ood are like, the end of time is coming, Doctor. They say some bullshit about how time is bleeding and time is end of the end of it. Are the Ravagers the coming to kill them? Means. Is, are the Ravagers going to the planet called Time? Are they going to take out the Mori? Is that where he's going? <sighs> That's how they would cause the end of time. The battle between time and space is as old as time itself. (laughs) So, uh, the Doctor, they, they all realize this is important, is that the Master is not the thing that's happening. He's just part of a greater design. It's part of a greater puzzle Um, that will happen. I don't think we really get into that at all in this episode. No, well, that'll be when we get to the next episode in a year. Um, or maybe next week. Uh, you never know. 
So the doctor leaves and gets in his TARDIS. Then we go to uh, the woman in the jail cell, Lucy. Broadfell was... prison. I was confused because I thought that she was in some kind of outer space cave. No, like she's the just one in that like a... the 12th doctor woke up in in Last Christmas. And then uh, th- this, this is just this... a UK prison that also somewhere in it is a ritual cave. <laughs> They grab, the, they they take Lucy out of her cell. This is like these two women, and one of them's like, "Ah, I'm the prisoner, go- prison governor. I killed the other one." This seems moving fast. We need to get the master back in like five minutes, so we're just gonna yeah, make this, this happen. Yeah, I I do need to say that the woman who lets Lucy out of the cell is named Miss Trefusis, which is a normal name. It's actually an anagram for nope. I wasn't gonna go sister. For it. Nope. Suff. Sister. Sis. Sister Ruff. Sister Fu. So, so they we learn that they are like sort of they're like a cult. Old, yeah, they're the, like the cult of Saxon. Saxon. We we don't yeah. get like a name of their group, but they're like the disciples of Harold Saxon. Uh-huh. And they're like, well, the good news is you never told anyone what happened, so nobody knows who Harold Saxon truly was. Uh, and they begin to do the ritual with the ring. And they the, they pour the potions of life into the altar, and Lucy says no, and they like take a sample of her lipstick and say, "This shall be the that was the catalyst." Did this? Okay, I hate to talk about it on our podcast. Did this yeah. episode come out before or after Harry Potter four movie? <laughs> because the book, the the movie, the movie. I think that this probably was after the movie. Because I was like, there is no fucking way this wasn't inspired by that scene, if anything, sub- subconsciously. <laughs> but what if, like, they took Harry Potter's kiss? <laughs> that was fucking <laughs> crazy. You had to take her kiss, and she, despite, okay, this was, maybe this is getting a little too cinema sensey. I was losing my mind at the fact that, like, despite Lucy having been locked in a jail cell for who knows how long she had lipstick on? <laughs> Well, you know, you gotta make yourself presentable just, in case Miss Trefusis shows up. Yeah, they like she they like put a, a cloth to her mouth, and I thought they were gonna like chloroform her, but then yeah, they so did I. Just, but yeah, there's like a cartoon like grandma's lipstick kiss yeah, mark on it. SpongeBob's grandma leaving her lipstick kiss, and then I mean, they put know, it in the cauldron. And then the master starts coming out. Also, we missed. Uh, uh, yeah, no, that's right. Uh, no, we did miss a scene of Wilfred being at his house watching TV or something. Yeah, I skipped over it because nothing happens, but you're right. We do need to talk about Wilfred and how he's watching TV. He's an old man. He's watching... I, love to, I love to see Wilfred watching TV. You're he's right, that so was good. worth stopping for. He's doing great. And then, uh, Everyone, and then please the... understand, Wilfred is watching <laughs> TV and he's loving it. And then he emerges... The, uh, Actually, Harold's... he's not. The woman from the church appears on his TV. Harold <laughs> and, Saxon... Like, stares at him. AKA the master emerges from his cauldron and he's, he's just going, going nutty with it. And there's like drums playing. Cause it's from the other episode that we didn't see. Yeah. Uh, and the gov the prison governor is like the book of Saxon reveals the truth. Harold Saxon's true name is the master. And yeah, he appears in this like swirling tornado of light. Nude. And he's like, never, never dying. <laughs> Um, oh, and also all the disciples are, like, being sucked to death to give yeah, the master his energy. And uh, then Lucy, Lucy is reveals like, that there's I, a, had there's a, an... I had a plan. Yeah, and apparently there's, like, an anti-Saxon faction 
because one of the like other guards hands her a potion of her own that they had prepared for this moment. And Lucy, uh, because she's a, a woman in a Doctor Who episode, goes, Well, I may be a dumb fucking woman, but my family have contacts who are cleverer than I. Ding. Uh, ding. Clever enough to... She doesn't say it twice. To prevent... To prepare the opposite of the potions of life. And then she just fucking... Oh, no, I'm sorry. I, I was misremembering. I thought that she was going to chug poison. No. I liked when she, she says throws a, a bottle yeah. of bad potion at him and he explodes the idea to me is that she's created like the chemical antagonist of the potion of life but uh like because she says i took whatever you were making and made the opposite of it like it was Uh like the reverse of this but also i think it's just a thing that kills you it's a gun (laughs) it's wilfred's uh, cool gun i i cleverer people than i were able to prepare the opposite of the potion of life just starts blasting uh the doctor gets to the prison but it's gone it's all rubble it exploded Um, and then um oh did you catch a little easter egg here jordan uh you have to tell me what it is uh what was so uh suit man from earlier the important looking suit man we'll find out his name is joshua his name is julian ballantyne i think no uh, his name's Joshua something. Who That's is, a uh, did we have movie. a, did we have, wasn't there a character from Kyle XY who we called Suit Man? Was it Ballantyne? There, there were a, a lot of Suit Men on that show. Okay. It, it, it wasn't great at giving us names after a certain point. Maybe it was uh, Cyrus. I think Cyrus was Suit Man. Anyway, listen to Kyle XY, please. I, I, I am so far from remembering who Cyrus was. He was the one who tried to kill Kyle on the Hitman level at the carnival. Oh! I think that was Suit Man, maybe. Jesus. Anyway. That was a while ago. Speaking of people getting blown up. <laughs> anyway. Uh, yeah, this guy's name is... Oh, Joshua Nysmith, I think? Yeah, Naismith. Joshua Nice with it? Joshua... It's it, That was his maiden name. His name is Joshua Naismith. <laughs> Smith. Great. Um, we we don't really get too much about who he is in this episode. He's just like a like an evil billionaire who is like a, a fan of the master, I guess. But anyway, he and his daughter are watching security footage of the Broadfell prison explosion, and there's a little a little note on the screen that says it's footage from Dent Road. And it's a little hitchhiker's guide reference. Oh, that? Is that it? Okay. I think so. Okay. I was just, okay. Um, they like to reference Hitchhiker's And guy. then he, the daughter is like, I would be so epic if, uh, if, uh, if he's still alive. Do we see, is this when we see him like zooming by really oh, fast? Oh, right. That's what they're watching on the screen is he's like, I think we've got some good news. And yeah, we see like a silhouette run past the camera at ridiculous speed. <laughs> And then doesn't he go, good news, everyone, to his staff. Christmas, is, Christmas yeah. has been canceled. Yeah, and then they start working on a big gate. It's called, the, like, a, it's a the science gate. gate. Prepare the gate. Uh, we, and we, we see, see two scientists, a man and a woman, who will be important later. But I, I love this names, scene. This next scene is my favorite. When Wilfred is like, all right, I'm going off to the pub for a little bit. And this was he... so funny because I... Having never met this character before, I didn't know what we were dealing with. So yeah, he's like, all right, I'm out for drinks at the pub. 
And then he goes outside and he pulls out his phone and he's like, paratroop one to paratroop two. And I was like, okay, so either he's like with unit or something, or he's just being silly. And it turns out he's, he's just, just being silly. He gets on a bus full of senior citizens and then he- dis- He does a he, silly dance and everyone he, claps. I love his old people friends. And then he says they are going to use the power of the, the elders- to locate the doctor, they describe it as what are they, the silver, sh- not, the, it's silver like the silver cloak. cloak. I've almost said silver shroud, like from Fallout. Uh, the silver never cloak. That quest. That's fine. It's, you should never play that game. Uh, <laughs> I think I've heard that that's like the only good quest in Fallout Four. <laughs> good is it? Never did it. Um. So yeah, they're going to use the power of senior citizens with with no with uh, nothing but free time to locate the doctor. They can't, he, Wilfred, when asked why they're trying to find this mysterious doctor, he says, like, it's a doctor, um, and it has something to do with all the bad dreams everyone's been having. Yeah, he says, like, I can't, I can't tell you who this guy is, but you all have to trust me, he's the only guy who can help with these weird dreams we're all having. Okay, now is a scene that has survived in my brain for ten years. This is Um, so... I remember this scene when I saw it happening. They're, like, we're out in this, like, vacant lot, like a... I don't know where they, they're like in the like a industrial. There was like, a scene later that kind of made me think that maybe this was like the site of the destruction that Harold Saxon did before, but oh, I wasn't super clear. Could be. And we see these two like th- these. Like, they're two, they're at like, like a rubble warehouse, basically. Yeah, they're and there's this like truck. I guess they're like doing charity or they're like giving out food to the homeless. And these two like homeless people come up. Um, is that what I thought they were just working here and they were on their lunch break? No, because remember they said that they were really excited for Obama to fix the economy so that they oh, can get jobs. Oh, right. Again. I totally misread this scene. So these two guys are like getting not in any way that matters. Truck, and then this 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 uh, this man in a <laughs> cool hoodie comes up and uh, and she's like, "Oh, what can I get for you, dearie?" And he goes, "Everything." Honey and he boy. pulls off his hood. And he's the master frosted, from before. He's, he's but now he has up. yeah, like bleach blonde hair. He's a new master for a new generation. The explosion frosted my tips. <laughs> okay, now I can't stress this enough. These two British homeless people are sitting around eating their tasty burgers, and one of them says um, that he's really excited because Obama is going to give a speech tonight that is going to end the recession. Yeah, okay, so I was really confused about this, because I was like, am I forgetting history? Like, was this a thing? Because I was like, the stimulus package had already happened. That was, like, months before this. But how... No, this is a world where Obama has a... the, the, The newscaster on, like, American News Network later is like, he has a bold uh, plan to, like, immediately... And poverty worldwide. uh, I'm the doctor. (laughs) How is he? And also, he's going to do it on Christmas, and he's going to do it within a single speech. And, you know, he never got (laughs) to give that speech, so I guess we'll never know how he was going to end poverty worldwide. In the UK, specifically, is like the thing I'm so excited about about this scene, is that they're like, he is going to fix our recession. (laughs) (laughs) How? You know, what the, policy? Uh, the Empire we carried never, us, so I think we, it's only fair that we, we never uh, carry them. We for never a while. gave him a chance. He could have done it. He could have yeah, done it. I also, 
you know, so I think, because, yeah, this is not based on any, like, contemporary event. This is just Rusty is, had the idea of, like, wouldn't it be so cool if Obama no, fixed everything? like, literally, this came out in 2009. I guess Obama, I guess, you know, Obama had been president for, you know, a little over a year at this point. It was, like, December, you know, November 2009. I guess everyone was still high off of the hope and change. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, we hadn't, we hadn't really seen the Obama administration do anything uh, and we never did, folks. Folks, am I right? Um. Then the master starts eating his hamburger, and he turns into. Oh, okay. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Mm-hmm. you cannot skip. Oh, how sorry. The master, the, master, the scene. The master drops in from the sky and starts. He eating falls hamburger. out of the sky and lands in a chair with his burger. See. I didn't really note that because when I got a tasty hamburger, that's also how I sit down. <laughs> so I just thought it was completely normal. And then, um, well, yeah, what we what we didn't mention was that off screen we hear a little, and then he <laughs> lands in the chair. Mario triple jump. Uh, we get like these footage of like of this actor eating hamburger sped up and John, like cut. John Sim, I think. I think it's John Sim and not John Sims. His name is John Sims, and he eats a hamburger, and they're all like, "Hey." Look at this. It's this guy used to be the prime minister. What the hell? Um well, no, there, he says I think he, one of them says like, "Oh my god, you look just like the prime minister who went mad or something like that." Former prime minister Harold Saxon. And he's yeah. like, "Haha, isn't that so funny?" And then, and then he so he devours this burger and then he goes really really weird really fast and he's like I can't let him smell me. And he starts, like, rubbing his burger wrapper all over his face. And he's like, filthy, 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 filthy. So, um, this is the part where the master is just doing Gollum. And I don't like it. He's doing Gollum and he's like, oh, all the little meals The meatses, the red, the red, the Is it juicy? Is it red? Is it bloody? Oh, fats, fats, fats. Yum, yum, yum. It's just like, please stop doing Gollum. That's already a thing. That's already, that's from something else. You can't do that. Yeah, and I've got some bad news, gang. This is the first time uh, on the show that uh, someone becomes a Skellington, and I don't think that it's uh, fun or funny. No, I don't know why Well, it is funny, but it's not a happy occasion. No, it's, well, his bones are still in there. Exactly. That's probably why he's so upset. They can't breathe because because they're covered in skin and eyes. He's sad because the skeleton, we can see it. It's it's, it's like a, trapping it in a glass cage. Like, how unethical is that? Let these bones yeah. out, dude. So he, like, starts flickering into a freaky skull. And they, they, like, get up to run. And they, like, get back to the food truck. But it's, uh-oh, it's being staffed. The people who gave them the food have gone home for the day. And in their place <laughs> is the skeleton crew. Hey, good joke. And, and they're then he crispy. Goes, they're crispy di- skeletons. Dinner time! And the master goes, dinner time! And he leaps 50 feet in the air and then flies down at them as a skeleton. It's amazing. I guess the master is just eating people. Eating He's, them. like, eating people, and we find out later that this is something to do with, like... It the, was. I think it was because the regeneration process, like, didn't complete. It's because of the potion that Lucy threw at yeah. him. Uh, makes him... But, she threw a potion at him that makes him worse. And yeah, but why look, I haven't played infamous, but I know enough about it to look at this and say that this is literally Cole McGrath from infamous's power set. He has like lightning leaps. 
lightning blasts. <laughs> he can jump very high and like dive at you from the sky. That game came out like early in the year that this came out. So do you think Rusty, Rusty was playing Infamous on his PS3? Rusty was playing Infamous. He was here's the things that Rusty was doing. He was playing Infamous. He was watching Lord of the Rings. He was watching Harry Potter and the Goblet of Fire. And he was just oh thinking, yeah, I, I did confirm 2005 that came out. And he was just sitting around thinking and smiling about Barack Obama and how he was going to. And also, he was eating a hamburger. And he was eating a hamburger. <laughs> um, and he was watching Kylex Y. Uh, and he was playing Kingdom Hearts Chain of Memories. <laughs> The doctor arrives in, he's, the doctor arrives in, in the, uh, in, in the, like, junkyard where the master and him are gonna fight, uh-huh. wherever the fuck they are. It's hard to tell. They're on some, like, junk, junky dirt hills. Uh-huh. And he's sniffing and smelling, cause he can smell. Yeah, he starts sniffing and he's like, he's here, but where? And we cut to the master, who is, like, somewhere unclear in the general area, and he starts going, He's here! And he, Why are they able to do that? And he grabs a pipe off the ground and he starts banging on this barrel to get the doctor's attention. And how does he bang on it, Jordan? He, he bangs on it. Times. One, two, three, four. He keeps doing it. Then, then he does it like a bunch that... of time. So it's it's like 16 knocks yeah. total, but it's a multiple of four. He will knock thing. 16 times. <laughs> he will knock think four times, <laughs> but he can do that as many times as he likes. As long as he puts a gap in the, between the knocks, you know it's like its own. <laughs> those are like four. It's like a group of four, you see. Um, and uh, then they, the, doctor, the doctor and the master have a showdown, and the doctor's like, I want to help you because he's a good guy, the doctor. I want to help you, even if you're evil, because you're you're burning up your life force because someone threw a potion at you. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, oh, and then uh, the old people are here. Yes, Wilfred and the other people, like, interrupt, and they're like, Ah, it's the doctor! We found him! And there's this woman with the group who introduces herself as Minnie the Menace, and she's like, Ooh, the, the silver cloak works again. Wilfred called Nettie, the- who called June, and her sister saw your police box, and her neighbor saw this guy heading east, and we followed. And, and Wilfred is like, Don't worry, I didn't tell them who you are, and, and Minnie the Menace is like, you're hot as fuck. Oh, speaking of Vinny the Menace, you remind me of a, a joke you didn't mention that when they're on the bus and he says, oh, he's in an old, look for an old police box, like the ones from the 60s. You remember, we're all old. And she says, old I fuck. got locked in one of those one time and because I was being very bad. And oh, yeah, Minnie the Menace yeah, is a sex she's, grandma. She's a sex grandma, everyone's favorite and, joke. And she says that the doc, she's like, you didn't tell us he was hot. And one of the guys, like, takes a group photo, and they hand him the camera, and he says, V-nice, which, look, it's not okay when Moffat does it, and it's not okay when Davies <laughs> does it. Russell, please fucking get a grip. And then the old lady uh, sexually harasses the doctor. She grabs his ass, and he doesn't like it. Uh, I do need to say, uh, this is the first time that I picked up on the pattern. It's been pretty consistent. Mm. Um so we've talked about how Eccleston and Capaldi uh, get mocked and humiliated and owned mm-hmm. as as real human beings portraying and Matt, these characters. And, and, and Matt Smith with his weird eyebrows that they always like to make fun of. Oh, yeah. Uh, man, Rusty loves to write characters saying how hot David Tennant is. He knew the audience. Everyone, just, everyone, so everyone loved weird. Everyone it's was so weird into this guy. That, that all of these doctors, there's like lines poking fun at the actors in one way or another. 
But then as soon as Tenant is in the mix, all the characters are like, damn. Damn. This dude is, this is the, the hottest quirked up white man on Tumblr. <laughs> you see uh, those gift sets? Goddamn, dude. So um, the master escapes. Uh, <laughs> Wilfred and the doctor get dropped off by the others at a cafe. And Wilfred, he, he reminisces briefly about the good times they had uh, on some adventure or another. But then he gets serious and he says, "There's we're all having these weird dreams. And the doctor starts to get suspicious. Not of Wilfred in terms of Wilfred is doing something, but he's like, something's up here. Like, why do we keep meeting? I was confused why he said, like, who are you? Because I thought that he knew who Wilfred... I mean, I don't remember, because... I think he meant, who are you, in, like, why are you important? I see. Oh, is, yeah, yeah. What is this connection? You have an important keep... connection. Yes, that's right. Yeah. Which, to be fair to Wilfred, he and his friends worked very hard to find the Doctor. It wasn't a coincidence that they ran into each no. other. <laughs> it um, was the silver cloak, man. Stop being an uh, asshole. And then he's like, uh, he explains about the Four Knocks. He says a, there was a prophecy from a woman on a bus uh, that he would die when he hears <laughs> Some lady knocks. said this. Some lady told me this, and it's, I spent hundreds, probably a hundred years stressing but out But I know that it's like... real, because she also knew that they'd be having pork chops that night. <laughs> and then, and then, uh, he's like, I could die, like, for real. And he's, uh, and he's like, wait, but can't you regenerate? And he says, yeah, but, like, we've always talked about, what if you throw a Time Lord in a wood chipper or something? Could they yeah, come back together? Yeah, apparently you can kill a Time Lord before they regenerate, and they're dead forever. But what I love about this is that he's like, and even if I don't regenerate, contrary to, like, when, uh, when Peter Capaldi did it, and they like doing it, he hates regenerating, because it's like, you die, like, he dies, and a new guy takes yes, over and he and doesn't get pays anymore <laughs> that's right this was unscripted it was david Tennant was like i don't want i don't want to he die says, he like says this. Great i job. die and a new man saunters off with my paycheck he says yeah but no th- th- this is a great moment and i i always like when they get into the idea of like how does each iteration of the doctor individually feel about the regeneration process and yeah he he's like you know i you know, the doctor doesn't die, but to the me, the doctor dies. To me, it it's death. Like until he comes back for a Christmas special. I yeah, I'm gone forever, or until like 14 years later in a Christmas special. <laughs> um, but yeah, I I I like that. I like when they get into that idea. Mm-hmm. Um, um, oh, and then we see Donna briefly. Uh, hey, Donna's Donna, gambit Donna, works again. Yeah, we definitely got a lot of great Donna content in this episode. No, we we find out that through events of a of a previous episode, she has sort of a bomb in her brain, as we like to say. <laughs> um, she does though. If she remembers the Doctor or any of their adventures, her mind will just burn up and she'll die. Yeah, the Doctor says that, and I will say, when he tells us that, I was a little bit surprised how unconcerned he seemed to be with the fact that she was right outside. Well, I'm assuming that if she, like, saw him, it would be maybe not great, but maybe you could just see a guy and not get all your memories back. Who knows? Um... But we find out, we, like, get an update on what her life is like, uh, this beloved character that we haven't seen yet, um, about, like, oh, she's got, she's, uh, she's got a fiancé, they don't make, they're very poor, but they're happy or whatever, and it'll be fine once Obama fixes poverty, by the way. Wait, that's later when they say that, never mind. Um, but sometimes Donna's very, very sad, and we don't know why. 
Yeah, because she's she's like trying to remember her doctor memories and all that. And uh, her fiance's name is Sean Noble. Or yeah, no, Sean Temple. Sean Temple. Yeah, and then they're like, no, she's gonna be Noble Temple, and then he says, no, Temple Noble. Great. Okay, uh, maybe this will be a character. I have no idea. I mean, seeing as how uh, the next after this doctor happens, he goes and meets Amy Pond. Almost certainly not. <laughs> well, I I mean, more in retrospect, maybe he was a character oh, before uh, this, or maybe he's a. I mean, I, mean, I don't know. Maybe he'll. Maybe he's going to be he'll the be special that's going to air next, next episode. Oh yeah, <laughs> I guess maybe we'll see. Maybe they'll we'll see Sean. Um, Sean. Uh, yeah. Wilfred is Wilfred is sad about Donna. Yeah, I wish uh, Donna didn't have a bomb in her brain. We get more Christmas narrator. Oh well, there's a, there's some good doctor moment here, and you know I don't I don't want to just like only praise the acting of David Tennant when he's screaming and crying because you know he's always good, but I like when we get to see the like sad doctor moments in in the way that they are a contrast to the normal doctor moments. He's like holding back tears when he's like. Oh, you know, I thought that it would be better if I traveled alone, but I did some things that were wrong. And Wilfred starts to get a little choked up, too, from seeing the doctor holding back tears. And Wilfred's like, I think that you need Donna back in your life. And the doctor, I think it was it was very little. So I wasn't sure. It looked like he gave a tiny nod. He says, Christmas special 2023, get excited. Celestial <laughs> Toymaker, played by Neil Patrick Harris, we're doing it. I will say, uh, I think something that is very effective about this episode, for me as a person who has seen five seconds of Donna <laughs> before this, I really got a sense that the two of them had a really good thing. They, I love Donna. We love Donna. I, I'm really excited to see them actually <laughs> do an adventure. You don't get a lot of Donna. I'll tell you that. Um, Not till next month. So, Christmas narrator is talking about about um, all the pieces were in place as the, the master, master shoved a bone into gnawing his face on a bone in the dark. Face. Uh, yeah, it's, whatever. We, we don't need to talk about any of this, to be honest. But the narrator, we see him. He is a character, and he's wearing a stupid robe. I wonder, what, that wonder, who, wonder who that is. I wonder, do we know anyone who wears stupid robes? Oh my god, he's the singing man. It's the singing man! <laughs> uh, and he says that the dawn will bring the final day, because Rusty was actually playing the Legend of Zelda Majora's Mask at the time. He's playing Final Fantasy XIV. The doctor um, confronts the master in his trash warehouse, and the master goes skull mode and shoots lightning blasts at him. I hate misses, when but then he shoots one that hits him. This is so weird that they're having like like this is the funny thing about the doctor is he's like I have to go confront the master, and it's like what are you gonna fucking do? Wave your fucking magic wand at him, uh, screwdriver boy. Well, you don't see, do this we... gets back to my experience watching Doctor Who for the first time ever back in college when I had no idea what the vibe was. And I was really surprised that he didn't have a gun or superpowers. I was like, what is he even... He, this guy simultane, This guy doesn't even do anything. He doesn't, he doesn't do, do anything. anything. He just walks up to the master and gets shot with lightning and he falls over. Like, and he's like, fuck, I thought that would blasted. work. Like, thought what would having, work? You didn't do if anything. If he was having a, a sword fight in King John's court, or <laughs> locking him in a box... Uh, on the planet Zelfatal, that would be different. But this is this they're on a completely different playing field because the master is fighting back and the doctor can't do that unless he's got a 
theatrical sword fight to yeah, do. Yeah, but the master, uh, the you know, we we talked last week about the fan theory that I saw that Belle from Flux was the master as a as a young person pregnant with the doctor, her her child. What the fuck are you talking about? Did we talk about that last week? We did. That we didn't talk. We didn't get into it too much. Absolutely but. insane. But yeah, whoever wrote that theory definitely didn't watch this episode as the master and the doctor reminisce about being childhood friends. I did not know that. Um, and I always like that the defining trait of Gallifrey is colors. Red grass. They're, yeah, they're orange sky, red grass, um, Mount Perdition. I mean, to be fair, the friends. amount of like American music that references True. blue skies and green grass. Yeah, orange, orange sky. But I, I feel like, uh, the, I'm visualizing this planet and I'm now just imagining that Gallifrey looks like an oblivion gate. <laughs> just got, I was gonna say it looks red. like a spore planet. Oh yeah, blood red grass. It looks like Mars, um, as written by H.G. Wells, uh, cause they used to think that Mars is red cause it had green vegeta- or red vegetation. Fun fact. Which is fine. They're probably right. They didn't know. We just um, don't know. And then uh, the doctor says, the reason that you're all fucked up... Oh, yeah, the master's like, remember when we used to run through the fields on Mount Perdition? And the doctor says, well, you're all fucked up now. Your resurrection didn't go right. It, it, it's possibly worth noting, because I have no idea what that is, but it's not... They're not talking about regeneration. They're talking about resurrection. He was dead. He was dead. They brought him back with Time Lord magic. With magic. With and then he goes golem mode again, and he's like, I want to eat this. Juicy fats. Juicy fats. Golem. Golem. And then he's just like, uh, and then he's like, I want to, I, w- I want to help you. Um, and there's something bigger going on. Uh, oh, no, the doctor asks the master for help. Oh. Yeah, that's what I'm, oh yeah, I need your help. I there's need something your big help, going master. on. Sir. Um, and then, and then the master goes, cause the master is crazy and he's doing like, what if the person was crazy acting, which I don't love. And he's like, oh, one, two, three, four, one, two, three, four, stronger than before. Yeah. <laughs> and then we, this bothered me. Like, I was like, am I stupid? Because he's like, as he's talking about the, the drums in his head that are getting louder and louder by the minute, we start to hear in the background, And I was like, that's triplets. Yeah, that's no, not- no, 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 no. There's four knocks and there's just the sound of drums. Those are not, those are two. Dis- those are not the same thing. I'm assuming. I don't know. But then, but then he's, he's like, uh, it's calling to me, doctor. And the doctor like touches his head because again, this is a thing that apparently do the doctor this. has always been able to do. <laughs> and, and he <laughs> hears suddenly. It's real! <laughs> but but it was it was three, and then it was four. I mean, I don't know. Maybe there's something wrong. Four drums, brain. three drums, four knocks. So That's true. the way we like to <laughs> fuck. Great. And then, yeah, the master, when the doctor is like, I heard it, the master goes, it's real! And just lightning leaps out of the building. <laughs> and then the master, doctor runs after him. Oh, and bye! Then, okay, yeah. bye. I guess that's um, that, then. And then he's, uh, and then, and then a helicopter shows up and, and, yeah, uh, the doctor like chases after him. The master's like, you called me mad all these years, but I was never mad. I was normal, actually. I'm actually angry. And then, um, he- nice secret life reference. And then helicopters show up 
and two men in masks jump down and they sedate him and they fly away. And the doctor tries to chase after them, but a bunch of guys just start, like, shooting at him with assault rifles? They're, like, shooting at his feet, and he falls over. And I think he gets shot? I think he gets shot, yeah. But there's, like, he's not, like, bleeding. Next time we see him, he's just like, oh, I got shot unconscious. We then cut to Christmas morning at at the the Noble Mott household. Um, Donna's making margaritas, but she says mm-hmm. they don't have any limes, so she used oranges because fruit, all fruits are the same. Mm-hmm. So she used a tomato. Nick Frost shows up and hands her a bag of tangerines. Mm-hmm. Um, and then and, uh, uh, Wilfred unra- unwraps his gift from Donna, which is a copy of the book Fighting the Future by, by suit guy Joshua Naismith. Um, and Wilfred hates it, and I would t- imagine if it was like. Sam, I got you this uh, birthday present. I thought you'd like it. And it's the fucking Elon biography. This is how we do Great. it by Elon Musk. Thank you. I thought you would like it. I saw it in a shop window. Wow. Yeah, and he's like, why did you buy me this? Which is the classic thing to say to someone when you open their Christmas Uh, gift to you. When you open their objectively shitty Christmas present? Yeah. Uh, fair enough. But he's like, why did you buy this for me? And she's like, oh, I, I don't no. know. I just saw it in the shop window and for some reason it made me think of you because there's sort of I, this has something to do with her like missing memories i don't yeah. know i i don't know if i jonathan, don't know this character it's interesting but. because i don't think jonathan naismith has been in other episodes because the doctors doesn't know him but yeah so but maybe he's, it's just like he's, he's involved got, in all of this and she's yeah. somehow connected to that exactly. unclear we don't really speaking know. of uh or maybe i just don't speaking know, of which we then see jonathan naismith and his daughter and the master Joshua. Joshua A. Smith, basically the same name. It's fine, um, and uh, and he's like, ah, my beautiful daughter, who I love very much, told me that Harold Saxon was coming back, and he's so cool, and we love his cults, and then we want you to do something for us. It's going to be really cool. I want to say um, because I, I, you know, I, <laughs> John Sim, he's. He's doing his thing. He's making choices. He's making choices, (laughs) and he's playing the character that they want him to play. And I do think that he's being, like, fun and wacky and vampy and all that good stuff. Um, I do think it's interesting, because we've had this with the Doctor, where we've sort of gotten to see, like, what TV thinks a hero looks like over the decades. And it's like... For for a minute, a hero was like like a quirked up white boy, uh-huh. and then a hero was, was a freaked up white an man, epic an epic woman, and all that being a girl boss and all that stuff. It's funny that we've seen a little bit of the master in our classic episodes on Patreon. He's a twiddly mustache twirling, and yeah, the the era of villain. mustache twirling is long over. He's shaved his goatee. He has cocked his head 45 degrees to the side. Do you know what I would describe him as, Sam? <laughs> Do well, I have to... I think that you might describe him perhaps as a psychopath. He's some kind of... He's an absolute psychopath. He consciously knows what he's doing. He knows what he's... He knows he's evil. He knows that he's a, he's a nut job, this guy. Yeah, and I will say... No offense, it doesn't hold up. <laughs> it doesn't work. I'm glad, I'm really glad that we're out of, like, the Joker era of a bad guy's just a guy who's crazy. 
He's... Yeah, I, I, I'm glad that the master will become Missy at some point because I'm I excited find her to learn much more, more about... generally tolerable. Than I, this. I'm excited to like learn more about Missy. I was kind of yeah. I mean, I'm saying that then. we're gonna get some Missy episodes, and oh, I'm gonna be she's gonna be like <laughs> gonna be oh, hating it probably. I... Oh right, Stephen Moffat wrote this. Oh no, you're right. That was Stephen Moffat. She says, "I'm an absolute psychopath." She says, "Yeah," and then she cocks her head 45 degrees to the side. The Moriarty, uh, yeah, she, then Moriarty shows up too. Crossover. So, uh, who's Sean? Oh, oh Sean, Sean is, is Donna's fiance, <laughs> and he shows Sean? up and he says, "He says, look, I didn't have a lot of money for gifts this year, but tonight, but Obama's I will gonna, next year when Obama has ended. The I will literally depression. have money tomorrow after Obama gives this groundbreaking speech. But then Wilfred's I'll get like, you a gold toilet tomorrow. I Wilfred swear. is the only person in this episode that remembers what country they live in because he's like, no, 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 sit down. It's time to watch the Queen's speech that she does every year. Forget Obama. Have you heard of the Queen?" <laughs> Uh, but who should appear on the TV? It's the lady from the church again, but no one else can see her. She and says she that, uh, says, yeah. Wilfred, events are moving faster than expected. You you may not have ever killed anyone when you were in the war, but soon you will have to You'll take have up to arms again. You'll have to take that again. cool gun that you have under your bed. And don't tell the doctor about this if you want to save his life. And he goes up to his bedroom and he pulls out an old trunk from under his bed and he unwraps his old revolver. Uh, the doctor throws a pebble at the window and, uh, gets his attention. He meets the doctor outside. I really, really like this scene. It's a good scene. Because the doctor is like, I lost the master. I need, is there anything that you could tell me? Do you know, and has anything right, weird like, been going on? I don't know why, but for some reason you're connected to all this. Is there any, like, lead that you might be able to Have give you seen me? anything on TV lately? <laughs> any, any good shows? <laughs> Uh, you've been watching Big Brother, but shout out to Wilfred Big Brain Boy Genius because he he can't he you know he clearly wants to talk about the weird lady on his TV, uh, but then he actually does remember a lead, which is the book that Donna gave him. Is that Donna, Donna gave, gave me this book, and she felt like compelled to buy it for some reason. And then Doctor is like, "Oh my God, that's the guy from the the Vision." You just called him Doctor. That was weird. I do call him Doctor sometimes in the same way that Greg Turkington calls it calls it Oscar. <laughs> um, I'm surprised you've never noticed me doing I it. I don't think I've ever noticed you doing that. I do it I do it fairly often. I think it's really funny. That's so uh, huh. That's Go weird back. because I I hear everything you say twice. Roll back the tapes and you'll hear me say it every once in a while. Yeah, I'll, um, I'll re-edit all of the previous episodes and delete every time you said the. It's just a very funny, I just think it's a very funny way to address it. I, I just can't believe I've never noticed you doing that before. Anyway, uh, so, yeah, oh, and the doctor recognizes this guy from the Ood vision. Yeah, um, uh, and then, this is a weird thing, I, I love Donna, but I don't remember what happened to her when he says, when he calls her the Doctor Donna. Like yeah, I don't know what that fighting meant. back. Uh, uh, but this is the part that I love is Donna's this is mom so good. comes outside. She sees the doctor and she's like, what the fuck are you doing here? You're going to kill my daughter. By also the way, Merry, Merry Christmas. Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> and she's like, you need to get the hell out of here. If she sees you, she will fucking die. And the doctor's like, okay, I, I, I'm, I'm getting out. I'm getting out. And Wilfred's like, all right, I'm, I'm, I'm coming with you, doctor. <laughs> and Donna's mom is like, Dad, don't you go with him! <laughs> and then they get the and I think in. Donna, like, comes to the door like, what's going on out there? And she's like, nothing, Donna, stay inside! <laughs> um, we, we, inside the I, I like Donna's mom. Yeah, I like Donna's whole family. Um, 
they, they're on the TARDIS trying to find, uh, Joshua, Joshua Naismith. And, uh, he, he does the whole, oh, there is a, there's a funny part as the TARDIS leaves and Donna's mom is standing in the street yelling like, don't go with it. And Donna walks outside and is like, mom, are you yelling at nothing? And she's like, yes. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. You know what? That's exactly what I'm doing. Let's go inside. (laughs) Wilfred asks the good hard hitting question, which is if you have a time machine, why can't you just go back to yesterday? And then the doctor offers a a perfectly reasonable explanation. Hmm? Causal matrix. Shut up. It's, I can't go back in my own timeline. Okay. Uh, Wilfred also marvels at the TARDIS, uh, and specifically how dirty it is. It looks filthy, dude. You gotta clean this shit up. Add some giant crystals. Um, I am kind of curious what adventures they've apparently gone on where the TARDIS was not involved. Anyway, it doesn't matter. Uh, so Joshua Naismith takes the master who is in a straitjacket to the, the gate machine thing. And then these two scientists who we mentioned earlier, they excuse themselves. They say I, there's some I, power I fluctuations in the basement. We got to check this out. And they go downstairs. I have a question. I have a question. Uh-huh. Before you reveal what they do. Did you think there was going to be a funny comedy joke where they're like having sex or like making out? No, not at all. I thought it was, well, I was thinking, I was thinking of, uh, I was thinking of Army of Ghosts when that also happened. Cause they're like, ah, we need to go, uh, downstairs together. Oh, right now. yeah, that did happen. I totally forgot like, about that. What if Wasn't kissed- one of them the actress who would later play Martha? I think so. Or maybe there were, I think there were like three, so I don't know, it doesn't matter. They um, go downstairs and then they, and then they, uh, I thought what was going to happen was that they would be slithing. I also thought they were going to be slithing, but they're not. They're they're uh, they they press their watches and they turn into cactuses, like in the hit beloved classic serial Megalos. That we oh, loved. my brain hurts. Don't don't say don't say the M word. I'll die. <laughs> Sorry. Don't remind me of the most boring shit I've ever watched in my life. Um, <laughs> I do like the way that she describes it. Is she's like, oh my god, I'm choking in this thing, and she pushes this button and she becomes spiky, and she says, these people are so flat. <laughs> It hurts to push the spikes into your face. Ouch! Uh, but they're trying, they're like not loyal to the guy, obviously. No, they're aliens. They're trying to hijack this project, and they're like, well, this new guy that they brought in, a- allegedly he's some kind of genius who's gonna get this device working. We can just let him do that and then leave with the thing. That is their plan. Uh,. Joshua um, explains to the master where they found the gate, which, if you don't know what it is, it doesn't matter. It's just the who gate. gives a shit. It's they a found big it, thing. It was a thing from a spaceship that was taken to Torchwood, but Torchwood was so busy sucking and fucking that, um. Yeah, he says when I acquired it when Torchwood fell. They were getting nasty all the time that they couldn't, like, they just got shut down by when the, the spin off was cancelled, I acquired it. Um, I don't remember why I've created this fiction that Torchwood is just like they're having sex all the time. The Torchwood Sex Institute. The Torchwood like the like the big fun Torchwood sex party that's I always mean, the happening. only thing that I hear about Jack Harkness is how much he has sex with aliens. I guess that's why, and he's with Torchwood, so surely it's just one big, big party over there all the time. Uh, then, Someday uh, we'll watch Torchwood. If we get enough money, I guess. Um, the Master uh, 
threatens to eat Joshua, or he says he would like to eat Joshua. You and look then good instead, enough to eat one of the worst episodes, of the scenes of the episode, is when they bring the master a whole turkey, and he just really—I mean—they speed it up and cu- do lots of cuts. But we are watching what's his name, Jonathan Sim. One, uh-huh. you get one, John, John Sim, I think. John Sim, I call him Jonathan. We're really, we're it's a formality. Um, <laughs> we're on a longer name basis. <laughs> I don't. I am not friends with John Sim. Jonathan Sim. That's why, Mister. Yeah, okay. We watch him eat a turkey just with his bare hands, and we see so much of him doing it, and I really hated it. Hey, uh, this is nuts. Because can you imagine? Just strip away the context of the master and the gate and all of that shit. Imagine that you are kidnapped and you're brought to this billionaire's house and he's like i need you to do something for me and it doesn't matter what it is but you Mm -hmm. say please i'm starving can i have something to eat can i have a whole turkey and he says yes and then he has his staff bring you a whole roast turkey you just have that lying around I mean, I know that it's Christmas, but what the hell? They just put an entire turkey on the table in front of him because I guess they knew that that was the kind of hungry well, he is. And he's they just had like, it. all right. Is it possible that they had it left over because they had just canceled Christmas? Or maybe, uh, you know, we've been talking about the stuff that Rusty's been getting up to. Maybe he's been playing Gauntlet <coughs> and his idea of food is a whole... <laughs> turkey on a platter master needs food badly <laughs> that's what he says to john to joshua frosted tips master is about to die <laughs> master your life force is burning up <laughs> uh then uh okay so that that was really good turkey let's get back to work you know we can't gotta focus here um we there's a power source this radioactive okay, something this or is, other that yeah, has a room. Yeah, the worst gotta... system you'll ever see. The gate came with its own power source. I think they call it the nuclear bolt. And what it is, is there's just sort of like a wall of computer stuff. And there is like a glass sort of booth in front of it. And the booth is divided into two sides. And the way that it works <laughs> is... is that... One person is on one side at all times, and then the other technician will clock in on the other side, and only once they have, like, turned their key does the first this guy's side open up, the because fucking... there always needs to be one person monitoring. This is the okay. setup to, like, a murder in... This is a murder mystery or something, like, you know? But it's the it's the part where he says that they work in 24 hours you gotta shifts. be in there for this is literally like this is Danganronpa. <laughs> it's Danganronpa. why 24 hour shift this is like someone is going you're gonna this is now there's an alibi there's a locked room someone's gonna die you're gonna have to like figure out who was in the room oh someone who said they were in the room wasn't actually who was in the room but also you but no because in this case the room has big glass doors but I do like this like, radioactive room that you have to stand inside for 24 hours. 
Why 24-hour shifts? That's the worst system it I could mean, have. Joshua Naismith is a billionaire, and he's also a terrible boss, and he also canceled Christmas for all of these people. So I don't. it doesn't make me surprised that he locks them in this room for 24 hours. <laughs> so stupid. Uh, I do love... This is such a great moment of, like, why waste money? Because Joshua explains oh, what yeah. the gate does. It he says, regenerates your body. Yeah, anyone who is in the gate when it activates will have their body regenerated. We are, but don't worry, and we they, already tested it out. Yes, they call over one of the scientists and says, when she was a child, there was an accident and her left arm was horribly burned. Show him. And she pulls up her sleeve and has a normal arm. And I'm You'll like, have to wow. take my word for it. <laughs> Me too. I also got healed. And then in the he's gate. like, he's like, I want you to fix this so I can give the gift of immortality. Not to me. I don't give a fuck. I'm ready to die. But I want to give it to my daughter because she's so nice and she deserves to live forever. Yeah, Abigail. She says, my name Abigail means bringer of joy and I'm going to bring joy forever. <laughs> uh, the TARDIS appears in the Naismith estate stable? Question mark? Mm-hmm. And the master in the mansion immediately goes well i better get to work (laughs) stinky doctor oh my god we didn't mention the part where the doctor is like wilfred can you tell me anything that might give me a lead the reason that he needs wilfred to do that is because he's like i can still smell the master but he's too far to smell where he is exactly i can't follow the he needs to follow this twilight princess stink lines yeah he's like oh the master he's He's been eating pie, and I can I can just smell it and <laughs> levitate on the air and follow the the wonderful aroma to him. I also like. Sorry, I want to go back to that that the last scene. It's a really weird thing that I forgot when she's like when he's like I want to make my daughter immortal, and she says, "My name is Abigail," which according to babynames.com means bringer of joy. Uh huh. And that's it. I guess I just wanted to tell you a fun fact. I feel like that's maybe her only dialogue in the entire episode. (laughs) She might say a couple other things, but that's all that matters. This is kind of interesting. This, I don't think, has ever come up before. When the Doctor and Wilfred get out of the TARDIS... When he puts his TARDIS one second out of time? Yeah, I can't quite conceptualize that, which maybe that's for the best. Yeah, Maybe it's that okay. means that it's cool Time Lord shit it's and that I don't need to worry about it. It's perpetually one second ahead, but they're also moving through time at one second per second, so it's always just a second ahead of them. Yeah, so the Master can't get to it is the important I thing. I thought he was going to beep it like a car again. Um, they... I, I also did think that. Uh, so, the the two scientists are working in separate rooms... And the Doctor and Wilfred sneak into the room where the female scientist, the spiky lady who is currently not spiky, is working. And the Doctor is like, if you if you tell anyone I'm here, I will tell them that you're wearing a shimmer. And he He's demonstrates that he knows times. that she's wearing a shimmer by disabling the shimmer, which turns her into a cactus lady. I thought it was funny. Um, I also appreciate for the pace of the episode that we spent zero fucking seconds... <laughs> Zero seconds are spent on on the Doctor and these cactus people before he reveals who they are and immediately gets all of their information out of them. <laughs> Keep it moving, Yeah, folks. so the, the male cactus man gets worried because she's not responding, so he goes looking for her. Uh, and meanwhile, the Master, he's finished his work. And he did it. And he activates the gate, and uh, 
Joshua says, all right, men, restrain him. Don't let him anywhere near that thing. I'm actually not, I'm no friend of this guy's. I'm very rude, uh, he says. I, I like when the male spiky man scientist runs into the room with the others and is like, what's going on here? And the doctor just interrupts him by disabling his disguise. <laughs> it's just like, let's just keep this thing moving. <laughs> mm-hmm. Episode's almost over, folks. Yeah. Uh, they they put a straight jacket on the master because Joshua's like, I'm no fool. I know that you love traps and evil and stuff. You love, I know what you did to those old people on on Zelfatal. What I know what you. The... I know what you tried to do to the Magna Carta Master. <laughs> the Doctor says something about like, oh, the last one of you people I met was small and red, but you're tall and green. It was just a little really joke, I guess. Offended, and they're like, that was a Zochi. We're the We're Vinvochi, Vinvochi, and the gate is a Hippochi gate. I think it was just supposed to be like funny alien. Funny aliens. They're uh, like a salvage team who uh they they got a signal of the gate and they're trying to get it back to their ship once it's working. Uh-huh. And the doctor says, "So what is that gate anyway?" And they say, "Have you ever seen the doctor dances?" <laughs> it basically does that. It's the exact same goddamn thing. It is a medical <laughs> device. It uses like a genetic template to fix and heal a a mass like a mass planetary scale population all at once by copying a template onto everyone it is the exact same thing that happened in the doctor dances and then when the doctor realizes that it can spread a thing across the whole population he says oh no the master is going to turn everyone into children who ask if they're if he's their mummy <laughs> he says, "I've seen this before." And the, and then Joshua Naismith, this was fucking crazy, and says, "Watch this! Watch this! This broadcast will prove to you that humanity is capable of solving its own problems." With special guest star Barack, Barack Obama. Obama, I like that this billionaire is like, "Good news, money! They fix the money." Shouldn't he be very upset about this? As oh, a no, my as money. a billionaire from the UK, I am a huge fan of Barack Obama. I love Barack Obama. Let's watch him do this. I mean, and let's then... be real. Billionaires probably like Obama just fine. Yeah, fair enough. He didn't uh, fucking but, but not <laughs> no. But this is them. this is AU alternate universe Obama where he fixed global where he was about he was one second away from pressing the button that makes poverty go away. Um, if only the master didn't break out of his straight jacket and jump yeah, into the gate. Well, Unfortunately uh, for the world's uh, economic state. We'll never know what Obama was going to do. Yeah, and he lightning leaps into the gate. We, the doctor arrives. We says, didn't. I'm sorry. We didn't. We need to talk about Obama. I'm, me, not me sounding like a Fox News correspondent <laughs> in 2010. We need to talk about Obama because we cut to news broadcast like America News. News. Hello, she, I'm so and so from America News. Now I'm we'll Sally take Sue. you live to President Barack We're Obama. To the oh yeah, they call him Barack Obama is going to give a address that will quickly and immediately eliminate global poverty and then we get archival footage of barack obama giving a speech and we archive see, audio as a barack obama impersonator we arrives. see a man who the back of his head depending on the angle either looks <laughs> a lot like barack obama or nothing like barack obama 
um, depending on whether or not the camera is like fully focused in on the back of his head. We uh, don't see his face until it's too late. Um, but we do know that this is Obama in a very small press room with like 20 people yeah, in it. There's 20 journalists here and they're all clapping for how much Obama is. He's winning. And the doctor runs in and he's like, don't. Don't let he doesn't run into. He he's, he's in. He's in the room with. He's not in the room with Obama, unfortunately. No, no. He's he's in the room with the master, and the master. He said. He said. Wait, wait. His. This is when. This is when the master appears, and he he says, "Barack Obama, it would almost be an honor to kill you." <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! I know we've talked about that that before, but what is that from again? That's from some Marvel TV. Is show. it like Gorilla Grodd? It's like Gorilla Grodd gonna kill Barack Obama in when Obama's he's in college. like college dorm room. In the <laughs> Unbelievable! Past I don't know what show it's from. Anyway, so uh, the master jumps into the gate, and suddenly everyone starts twitching and shaking their heads, and we cut to Obama on the screen. With his hands over his face, so we can't see his Oh my, face. oh lord, uh, something is happening to me. I uh, uh, seem to be uh, having a strange dream a about a laughing man. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone's faces start, like, going, or that's it that's a little bit later, I think. No, everyone's hey, heads remember start Remember when we talked about Brody it. Quest? <laughs> I was also thinking about Brody Quest watching this episode. <laughs> So, uh, the doctor seals Wilfred into the nuclear bolt control unit He says, be in here for 24 hours. Uh, (laughs) have fun at work. (laughs) Uh, and the radiation shielding inside, like, gets Wilfred back to normal. Uh, the master sets the gates template to human. And this is my favorite moment in the episode, as a phone starts ringing, and Wilfred reaches into his coat and pulls out his gun and says, Hello? And then he looks at it and realizes it's his gun and puts it back and the pulls out his Wil- phone. What could Wilfred possibly... What could Wilfred... I have to assume, and I, I don't remember... I, 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 like, vaguely, with the slightest hint of nothing, remember what happens in the next episode. I have to assume that this gun kills either the Master or the Doctor or both of them. It's gonna be like a special beam cannon situation. <laughs> It's gonna, gonna blast be them both through the, the master. The doctor is holding the master, and he says, "You have to shoot both of us. <laughs> you have to do it." <laughs> Wilfred's crying. It's like you have to kill me to kill him. Uh, Donna calls, and she's freaking out because you know something is wrong with um, her mom and also her. Yeah, fiance. she is also not she's affected fine. by this for reasons that we don't know yet. Um, and then one of the one of his old people friends calls him, and he's like, "I remember the dreams you were talking about. Oh my god, we're all remembering the dreams. Everyone's Jordan, remembering." Yeah, Donna starts to remember some stuff uh-huh. because, well, Sean and her mom they turn into the master. They all and pull, they smile would, at her and say, "I'm the master." Hello. They all pull off their faces like Scooby Doo masks, and the master's under there. Normally, that would be true with the master, but they yeah. they like their heads are like sw- swiveling shaking, back and forth, like they're like James shaking really, cover. really, really fast. And, then, and yeah, yeah they, when they stop shaking, they are the master. And Donna recognizes his face and starts to get her memories back. And we get a really quick cut, like like f- flashing memories montage. And whose nasty, nasty face should I see? 
but <laughs> one Davros Dalekman. We do see Davros Dalekman. I remember him being on the show. Bull we- fucking shit. I watched the seventh doctor blow him to no, smithereens. You watched him blast out in an escape pod, I'm pretty sure. I thought that we watched the escape pod explode. He got better. He got better. I mean, look, am I happy to see Davros again? No. Look at that. Look at that face. It was so funny because I'm not. This, I have never felt so much like connection with a character of vague flashes of episodes of Doctor Who that I vaguely <laughs> remember appearing in my head. Like, yeah, I do it remember when It also looked like Davros. one of the flashes she saw was giant bees. Oh, I do remember the giant bees. All right. Um, and then Obama and turns then into the master. And then we watch as President Barack Obama turns into the master. Sorry about that poverty. Uh, sorry about that economic depression. We will never be fixed because, unfortunately, Obama is now the master. And we then get a fucking Daffy Duck ass moment as everyone in the room with the doctor turns into the master. And they all start clapping for him. And no, it's the doctor is like, what have you done? And uh, the master who used to be Joshua goes, are you talking to me? And then the master who used to be Abigail says, or to me. And then like a team of like men in SWAT gear take off their helmets and all say in unison, or to us. And then we cut, we go to the news lady who says, breaking news, I'm everyone. And then, okay, I know why this episode exists. It's cause for this shot. It's for, no, it's for this joke, line, concept, whatever you want to call it, where he says, like, I know how much you love the human race, doctor, but I've taken your precious humans and the human race is no more. There is now only the master race. And that was, they wanted the master race. The, I, all of them are the masters, so they're the master race. And that's why Which this is pretty episode, epic. That's why that, uh, that's also why it's a really yep. funny shot of a room full of journalist masters all clapping for, for the president, president. Barack Omaster. <laughs> oh. Well, now, Merry, look, Merry, Merry Christmas, everyone. Da, 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 da. Uh, <laughs> I don't think that this was on purpose. I don't think that Rusty was trying to do a racism. Story. I don't. I'm not saying no, 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 no. And he did. I'm not saying. But, I'm not look, saying this is a racism. I'm just saying no, it's, 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 not, wor- it's, not, it's, it's word not. association. Yes, that's the thing. Is I think that he when he came up with that cool word play, maybe he should have taken a second and thought about the sort of race implications of transforming the first black president of the United States <laughs> into a white man and then having him announce that the master race is here. Well, the master is evil, so we're not supposed to like it. He's evil. I just I just feel like if you're going to do that wordplay, it has to be a race allegory, and it's not, and I'm glad it's not, so I just wish that they also hadn't had hadn't, him say that it's done the master it. race. Yeah, they probably shouldn't have had him done it. Uh, Merry Christmas. We're back with our Christmas narrator. Well, um, uh, there's one one last thing that I want to talk about oh, before is we it, the Christmas narrator. Is it the fact that there's like two minutes straight of evil laughter? It is the montage of like because it's the 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 friend of Wilfred who called him on the phone. We watch him become the master and he's like at his apartment building and we get a montage of people like in the streets and like on their balconies at the building all just like as the master just like smiling and waving and like giving a thumbs up to each other and all just like clapping for each other. I don't know. I think the master might have fixed all all problems on earth. There's no more conflict anymore. Everyone's just the master now. Sounds I guess everyone's really happy now. Everyone's loving it. I mean, what is it? What, like, we fixed it. No more war. 
Everyone's yeah, the I master. I guess, what are we missing? I think, I think I would be happier if I got turned into the master. Yeah, and I'm sure that what they're going to do is only good things. I don't really... Yeah, well, listen. What What is he going to do? Blow up cities full of himself to see what the clouds look like? He would never do it. He, why would no, he do that? No, the master would never do that. He'd never do that. We go to Mr. Christmas. <laughs> Mr. Christmas himself... Radagast the Time Lord. I okay, do not you keep saying that. What are what are you talking about? His fucking name. I remember this guy's name. It's Rat. You're Rat. Rat. It's Rat something. Rat. And I keep thinking it's Rat. I keep my brain keeps saying it's Radagast. It's not Radagast. It's it's Rat. The fuck is this guy's name? It well, doesn't matter. We'll Radagast, meet him again in a year. Radagast the Time Lord is like, well, no more no more humans. Uh, but little did you know that there's more at play. Because the it time tur- lords, it turns out that this is not the final episode of is, Doctor Who. This is one more episode, and this next week, next time on Doctor Who, he says the Time Lords will return. And the, because it, zo- it turns out he's a Time Lord. He's a Time Lord. They zoom out. We see the Time Lords in their fucking pervert Senate chamber, all wearing their stupid robes. They're all wearing um, red robes and holding scepters, and they have, like, giant gold headdresses. I have been so perpetually confused by the state of Gallifrey for the entire time we've been doing this podcast. <laughs> That's not gonna I've change. Like, I know, I love it, but it's like, I could have sworn that Gallifrey exploded from the Daleks, but then yeah, I thought I that mean, they got, like, temporarily locked, but then we found out that the Doctor did that to them, but then we found out there were cracks in the universe, but that was after this, so, like, what... What happens between now and then? That have whatever. we seen? Was this guy in Day of the Doctor? We that's why I'm saying some, like, I think I recognize this guy, huh? Uh, that's what I'm saying. I th- I can't remember if I recognize this guy from these episodes or if he was in another episode we saw. I'm looking up. Can Day I look this? Doctor. Can I look up this guy's name? Can I look up end of you time? You can do whatever you want. Okay, you've already seen this. Well, can I say what his name is, or do I need to keep it a secret from you? Uh, if it uh. No, we okay. The guys that we saw were Andragar and the General. Okay, we didn't so know we this. this guy was not in Day of the Doctor. Oh, okay. I remember what his name is now. It's Radagast. It's Radagast. It's close. It is <laughs> Rusty close. was again. He was watching Lord of the Rings. It's Rusty. It's Rusty. <laughs> I understand why I thought his name was Radagast. So yeah, I I'm going to have to assume that this is a specific like subset of time lords who escaped the end of oh, Gallifrey maybe they survived yeah they're they're like they're like chanting for Gallifrey for victory for the end of oh time God. itself they're going to kill the maori the and they're in like a giant like star wars galactic council chamber with like hundreds and hundreds of them also there was one standing behind him who i think was a woman who was like covering her face yeah, they were, she was, like, covering her eyes, wasn't she? She's hiding the fact that she's Jodie Whittaker. Um, <laughs> she's, she's an angel. I am, like, Flux broke me, because now anytime they talk about, like, time, time. it's, like, a very specific concept time. that is controlled by a race of aliens on a planet called Time, time. Uh, called the Mori, and they stand on their the pedestals. The between time and space. Yeah. Maybe one day we'll know what's going on with those dudes. Um, um, this episode... I don't like I I I can't tell if I love this episode or if I just think this is like fucking cuz here's the thing I remember and I, I think I said this to you before at some point that like 
this end of time part one is the first or end of time part two is the first episode of any tv show or movie that ever made me cry as a human being in my memory mm-hmm. um but i also have distinct memories of thinking that these episodes were just so dumb and silly oh really okay i mean i'm not saying like dumb like bad but like these are these episodes are crazy uh-huh. I mean well, it ends yeah, with the I master mean, turning everyone into the master, so look, I liked I liked this episode. I, I liked had a good it time too. watching it. Um, but I don't know if it's like I don't know if it's like particularly like a good episode. I like it. I think it's what... a I thought it was a good episode. I don't know if I'm missing any context because again, I feel like it did a good job like making it so anything that I didn't have context for that I yeah, needed context for like, it gave me a They definitely did a good job for us. Oh, uh, Dr. Huff. Yeah, they uh, made this episode for us. Uh, <laughs> and I love Wilfred. He's so good. He's Gampa. We love Gampa. And yeah, I think this what is a good I episode. saw of Donna made me very excited to see more of her. <laughs> Donna's Gambit. Uh, I'll, I'll do Donna's Gambit again. Do we still uh, count it as we have not seen anything? It was so nice to finally meet Donna's Gambit, Wilfred. It was really, it was really nice to finally meet my favorite character. Um, come on. Come on, Brain. Come on, you could do it. Noah? Noah Temple? Was that his name? Sean. Sean? Same thing. I tried uh, my best. I, it was also really nice to meet President Barack Obama. Thank you. I, I had a B-plus time watching this episode. I think I'd give it a... I, I think I'd give it a... B, I, 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 yeah, I'd also give it a B-plus time. I was having a great time watching it. I, I think suspect it's... that part two is probably gonna do a lot more, like, emotional stuff. And I, I hope that when we get there, we have enough context for it to land. I do remember David Tennant's final moments being quite emotional and good. But I was also 14. But also, yeah, I, I, I think it's a I universally liked that thing. Full so. disclosure. Mm-hmm. Because, you know, there, there's only so much that you cannot hear about. Mm-hmm. I do know the Doctor's final line... I do know that David Tennant uh, went off script and said, I don't want to go because he was so angry that they were recasting him. <laughs> don't replace me with that that absolute shithead Matt Smith, he said. Can't I just keep being the doctor? <laughs> Can I David come back? David said, out of character. He said, can I come back for a Christ- another Christmas special or something? <laughs> and then Russell, Russell was like, I'll pencil you in. Next time I next time I write oh an episode of, next time I write an episode of Doctor Who, I'll make sure to have I'll make sure to keep you on call. I saw a uh this was this was some time ago but I saw a um uh a montage video of the game Lego Dimensions which apparently mm-hmm. has like a it does Doctor, have Who Doctor Who in it DLC yeah. and there was a video of like all the doctors like intro not not intro it's when you like when you switch to them and when you switch away from them they have like a an appearance line and an exit line does they make the Lego David Tennant say, I don't want to go? Yes. He, Insane. like, jumps into a little time hole and says, I don't want to go. And He's crying. Because it's all archive audio, you could, like, hear muffled, swelling music. That behind. is so weird. Oh, my it's God. Oh, so That's nuts. so bizarre. Uh, how many Lego? How I many really Lego? Much about how many the Lego doctors? Is anything else worth saying about was it? There like, was it, like, Echoman Tennant and Smith? Did they get? It was every doctor. Uh, oh my up god! To like twelve. T- Damn! Even P- Lego P- Capaldi. I want to see Lego. Uh, who's playing Lego Dimensions? And they're like, hell yeah, Lego John Pertwee. Let's go. Me. That's me. I, yeah, I would be. Yeah. If I, yeah, I bought the game instantly on site. I mean, I mean, 
You know how Lego Chewbacca could rip people's arms off? He rips the Lego. I mean, we yeah, know that's, that's Lego that's... Colin Baker. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, anyway, B plus. I had a good time, but I didn't fun. have an amazing time. It was fun. It was stupid. I'm not entirely sold on this version of the master, but you know, he was he was given it, it was, his all. It was a you know you have to look at a piece in its cultural context, and this was this was the era of villains who were like this, unfortunately. Yeah. And I I can't say it enough. I really 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 love Wilfred. Wilfred is 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 Wilfred is like my new. Wilfred deserves to be in our our doctor's prayer. <laughs> May Wilfred aim true. <laughs> May, Wilfred... May Wilfred shoot a hole in one, doctor. <laughs> I can't believe that David Tennant's final line was, I don't want to go, but nice shot, Wilfred. <laughs> His final line, Wilfred, put the gun down. <laughs> Wilfred, what are you doing? No, Wilfred, he's the master, not me. <laughs> okay. Um, do we have any companion awards to give out? There wasn't a, there wasn't a, I mean, Wilfred gets I mean, gold I'm giving star. Wilfred a gold star. Gold no star question. for sure. Um, but like, no, I wouldn't no, say he took, no six uh, I wouldn't say he took initiative. I suspect that he'll take initiative next week with his yeah. gun. He was kind of given some instructions to get a gun. He um, didn't get humiliated. He didn't kill anybody. God. It will be the will most, next week. It will be the most be powerful Leela Cross we've ever given out to Wilfred when he shoots <laughs> the doctor and the master <laughs> in one shot, killing them both. Do you think that Leela kills the fourth doctor? <laughs> he, gets, he pushes her. He pushes her too far. He's he, just one too many. Stop insulting my intelligence, doctor. Yeah. <laughs> Stabs him. Turns, turns him into a. Uh, Turns him into well, I can't think of his name. Peter Davison. Yeah, Peter Davison. Um, yeah, just think of like two gold stars for Wilfred. Thank you, thank you, Gamble. <laughs> Hell yeah. Um, uh, no stunts, no, no fuckers stunts, folly, no fuckers folly. Still haven't edited the, that episode anyway. It will be up. Uh, our episode on Planet of Giants will be up uh, before this one. Oh my god, I can't wait for people to hear that one. Sam, it's time for um, <laughs> it's time for which doctor? I'm playing the ultimate gambit this week. There's only one shot at this. It would be the funniest thing that ever happens. End of time part two. Let's go. Uh, I'm doing Gampa's Gambit. I want to see Wilfred again. I want to see Wilfred. You want to see Wilfred in the episode end of time part two. (laughs) It would be the funniest thing that ever happened. No, I, you know, I like to, I like to mix it up. I like variety. Uh, I'm going to say we gotta, we gotta burn through him eventually. Let's get a Clara and Matt Smith episode. No, why would you ask for that? I'm not an enemy of enemy. Clara's not my enemy anymore, but I hate when they're together. They're not good. We got it. We got to get through them, Jordan. We gotta I don't want to eat my veg. I don't want to eat the like dirt next to my vegetables. I want to eat the vegetables. <laughs> well, here we go. Ooh. Oh, uh- <laughs> oh, <laughs> oh, oh, man. <laughs> It's not numbered. It's a Christmas special again. How? How? We're not eating our vegetables. We're eating our fucking Christmas pudding. What is happening? It's not not possible, have? Did you have the generator set to ho, ho, ho? What is going on? Well, (laughs) we're getting them out of the way, I guess. We're watching watching. the Series 7 2011 Christmas special. (laughs) 
<laughs> the doctor, the <laughs> widow, and the wardrobe. How many of these have we seen? Also, that sucks. That this sucks. Is, this Steven. is a Pons one, though, right? I think Clara shows up in. Or no, I think this is Clara. Oh, Stephen, well, that sucks. Let's, let's look it up. Let's see if it's good. Uh oh, no companion. No companion. I see the Pons are here though. So yeah. It, Oh, this is, like, right before, I think, the Clara Times. The episode mm. got positive reviews. Who cares? They always give them positive reviews. Uh, how long is it? An hour. Oh, <laughs> can we please stop with the Christmas? Well, Jordan, the more we watch now, the f- less we watch. <laughs> we have to have seen, like, how many... Can we please... I, I, I know I hate to talk about the stats. Can we please look at how many Christmas episodes we've watched so far? Uh, yeah, let's see. I have time. Yeah, there's 13 Christmas specials. We've seen, uh, we've seen... We've seen The Christmas Invasion. We've seen, Invasion. Christmas Invasion. We've seen The End of Time Part 1. We've seen The we're Snowmen. Watching, we've we're seen watching The Time the Doctor, of the Doctor. We've seen Last Christmas. Oh my god, we've seen... We've seen so many Christmas... So next week we will have seen six of the 13 christmas specials almost half of them most of those in the past month our podcast is like welcome to doctor huh a a podcast where each week we talk about a different doctor who christmas special in random order well you know this is this is what's going to happen remember when we had our like unending run of whitaker episodes that Mm -hmm. we could not stand yeah i guess this is just our uh this is our christmas season sorry i'm reading the phrase the feast of steven that's like in a song, isn't it? Just in, in the context of Doctor Who, the Feast oh, yeah. of Steven that's, sounds that's incredibly just, ominous. That's just all of Matt Smith's. That's just all of Matt Smith's run. That was when Stephen was feasting. Oh, that was a uh, that was the first ever Doctor Who Christmas special. Hmm. It was. Uh, it was. They made. They they made. Um, they made the old man just like climb up on top of a table and like do a flip or something. Well, Jordan. Yeah. It was a good time, but now we have to watch another Christmas episode, and I feel deflated. I can't believe that. Sam, we have to do our wrap-up stuff before we say the Doctor's Prayer. Yes. Uh, do you have any questions on the Tumblr? Um, I don't think we do. No. We have a question on the co-host! Yo! It's from Future Perfect. It says... I actually sent this to you ahead of time for you to think about it. You didn't I, respond, I did so think I about it. I did think about it. Okay. If you were in charge of making one of those big multi-doctor specials, which combination of doctors would you want to see on screen together? I have an answer for this. Okay. I want Matt Smith and Jodie Whittaker to give Peter Capaldi the worst day of his life. <laughs> I want to see the 12th Doctor stuck in between with uh, in between his predecessor and his successor, and they're both just annoying the fuck out of him. Yeah, you know, it's interesting because... Yeah, there. I don't think there's been a multi special, a multi doctor special since, since Day of, Day the, of doctor. the Doctor. So yeah, I don't think Capaldi or Whitaker. Honestly, just give it. Let's just. One. I think Matt Smith. Matt Smith. Matt Smith is a little. Uh, I think he's he's preoccupied. Let's let's do. Let's just get Capaldi and Whitaker. I mean, it'll it could happen. Well, I know that Eccleston doesn't have a good working relationship with the BBC, but for this scenario, can we say that he gets to come back? I. Don't for his sake. I don't want him to come back. Well, yeah, I don't know. I mean, he did. He did some like audio dramas like a year or two ago. I, I guess I don't know. I here's what I'll say. Here's what I'll say. I'm gonna leave the door open in this hypothetical for Christopher Eccleman if he wants to come back. 
But if he doesn't, I'm also going to no add a stipulation that he gets paid more than everybody else. <laughs> um, for me, <sighs> is this I'm, like is this like is this a fantasy world where any doctor can be in? Yeah, because I'm I'm <sighs> reaching back in time. Okay, okay. Because I was I'm like I was say, like I don't need 95 year old Tom Baker showing up in this TV show. No, I want to see. I do want to see Pertwee and Capaldi. Yes! Okay, no, can we get old guy town? Can it be, like, grandpa season? Can it be <laughs> Hartnell, Pertwee, and Capaldi? I Well, I want to see Pertwee and Capaldi, and then mixed in with them, I do want Whitaker. <laughs> and Eccleston can come if he wants. <laughs> this is such a, this is such a, a strange mix of characters. That's I honestly just good. want, I just want the get off my lawn season, uh, of of uh it'll be Hartnell, Troughton, and Pertwee, who I believe are colloquially known as the three old men in the Doctor <laughs> world. Um and then Capaldi, the new generation of old people. And once this is magic, magic is being made here. There's no deep fake fucking AI uh Star Wars old man technology. This is <laughs> we have brought these actors back in their prime uh to do a special They've been summoned from beyond. Right. This is this is magic, not technology. Yeah, we're putting a big we're putting a potion together. We will be having to feed a lot of dead bodies to the Whatever. uh Whatever. The, Who cares? <laughs> it's worth it to get that great episode. To get that great episode of just four old men being grumpy. The and reason that I want Pertwee and Capaldi is because they're both cool older men. They're such and cool. And I think that I think that the third doctor is gonna like the twelfth doctor's gonna like play guitar for him, and, and the, the third, third doctor's, doctor's gonna, gonna be like, "That's so sick!" Oh yeah, he's also gonna start vaping. And then Jody will teach. Uh, Jody will teach the th- because the third doctor bridges the gap between cool grandpa Capaldi and uh, I think I think he'll be more on board with Jody's modern slang, which Capaldi will hate. Can you please imagine? <laughs> Pertween is funny car with the two other doctors riding around beep beep honk honk. That's is that good. not just a is that just not a sell for the soul? And I'm gonna and, hold on uh, to that. McCoy is sketching behind them <laughs> on a skateboard, and also Clara is underneath it fixing it. Um, Ace Ace taught him how to sketch. Hell yeah, she did. Ace, I I can't say that I'm on board with this. And she's like. No, you gotta pop, you gotta pop an ollie, professor. <laughs> I'm going to do a Christ air! <laughs> can I, can I get a, a rolled R of the doctor saying, I'm not, I'm not sure about this whole roller skating thing. I'm not sure about this whole roller skating business, Ace. <laughs> Thank you. Did you hear me say Christ air in doctor voice? I didn't hear you say it's, it. It's in there, you'll hear it in the edit. I look forward to it. Um... That's a great question, though. Thank and also, you. Eccleston gets to be there if he wants. And he gets paid the most. <laughs> <laughs> he gets paid in the crown jewels. <laughs> and he can do whatever he wants with them. <laughs> no, I don't know if he'd want the idiot hat. I guess he well, could, no, like, that's what I'm saying. He can do whatever he, he wants. He can pop the, the gems out and repatriate them. That's right. Yeah. Thank you, thank you, Chris. <laughs> thank you for this hypothetical cool thing I've decided you do. Tim, uh, let's, let's wrap this up. We are on Twitter. Nope. Well, nope. I mean, we are. We're on co-host at Dr. Huh. We're on Tumblr at Dr. Huh. Jordan's on Tumblr at Punish Breakfast. Nope. Nope. Kiwami Breakfast. Kiwami Breakfast. 
I'm on co-host at Positive Stress. You can listen to my other podcast, Sounds About Light, where once we come back from break, and speaking of break, this podcast is also going on break, but it'll be next week. We're going to do the Christmas we're episode, watch Christmas, and then we'll then we're go on be, break. We'll have, we'll have Christmas we'll have a merciful <laughs> few weeks off, and, and then, then we'll, we'll be come back, back in with December Christmas for episode. More- <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, anyway, on Sounds About Light, we're, we're doing a... Kingdom Hearts 3D Dream Drop Distance. Hey, the Missing Link trailer went up today. That's exciting. I was assuming that that means Link is going to be in Kingdom Hearts. No, Drew was talking about his theories for Missing Link, and it's about uh, Tarzan and how the Burroughs estate removed uh, <laughs> Sora's Link to his ape friend, who is in his own way a Missing Link. <laughs> I see. So that it's it's a game about Tarzan it's and why search. Tarzan can't be in Kingdom it's Hearts. It's a search for Tarzan. <laughs> <laughs> Namide is gonna have to draw in a new talking ape man to be uh, we are on patreon at patreon.com slash potting bros where for one dollar a month you can get a mildly special discord role marking you as a friend of the show you get access to all of our bonus content our episode on the first doctor serial planet of giants will be up by the time this one goes up that was, not only was it a fun serial, but it was a relief to know that the first Doctor serials aren't all terrible. <laughs> They're just very weird sometimes. Just one of them was terrible, and maybe the rest, but one of them one of them was fun. Well, the next one we're watching is called The Time Meddler! Oh, that's which is right, we've got another uh, first Doctor serial coming up, and it is indeed called The Time Meddler! Apparently one of his most beloved uh, serials, so... Yeah, I'm, I'm excited to watch this that could be our new. This could be our new Remembrance of the Daleks. Mm. We could be just going on I about don't how much set we my expectations fucking that, love The Time Meddler. The name is really fun. <laughs> the Time Meddler. Uh, $5 gets you a pretty special Discord world marking you as a companion of the show, like Wilfred, and you can... Send us a message that will read in one of our funny voices like the Daleks or the Cybermen or whatever the fuck. And you get a shout out in the podcast. $10 gets you all that plus an incredibly special Discord role marking you as a an rather honorary member of House Me Souza. We're going to see her again. Lady Christina D'Souza? No, Lady Me. Oh, Lady Me. Yeah. I'm not. You were I'm not really ru- against it at the time, but I'm, I'm not sure Russian. We're see her. I'm not like Russian for it. I mean, we're, she's going to be in The Girl Who Died. I think she's going to be a main character for the whole show. <laughs> Bring her back for uh, a Christmas special. To our five and ten dollar subscribers: Cassidy, JCH, Roy, Stephanie, Bolding, Stephanie, Karen, Violet, Magician, and the honorary members of House Me Susan, who we will clap for. I forgot to say that. Destry Hawk, yeah, and Sauceworks. Woo! Merry Christmas! Oh, I can see they're all flying. They're away. flying away. Oh no! It crashed. Oh no! Well, it crashed into Santa's sled. They're fine! Da, 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 da. Uh, we don't have a message this week, Jordan. That's okay. But tell us about Noisepace.xyz. Oh yeah, we're hosted on the podcast network of Noisepace.xyz where you can listen to other podcasts, Jordan. Like what? Like, uh. Pot of Greed. Slappers Only. Oh yeah, I forgot about that one. I haven't done that one in a little while. Um, check out Special Grade Snacks about Jujutsu Kaisen. Check out the Island Shuffle about what if we ripped off their format. <laughs> they watched Lost in random order, for context. Lots of great shows, definitely check them out. Um, and Sam, it's Christmas, again. 
Let's all bow our head at our midnight mass and partake in the doctor's prayer. May your life flow like a river. May your days smell sweet as a rose. May your nights be calm and still as a pond. May you be as lucky as an ace in a game of blackjack. Harkness. Harkness. May Dan the Nice Man smile nicely upon you. May Wilfred kill you in one shot. <laughs> and may the doctor light your path through time. Excelsior! Doctor Bye! Doctor Christmas! Merry Doctor! <laughs> Merry Doctor! Thanks, Obama. <laughs> Thanks, Obama! <laughs>